It's Wednesday, June 24th, and you're listening to a brand new episode of The Julian Dion Show. Today, we talk about the Bubba Wallace saga, the Parley Beach moose, TikTok, the Daily Dose with me, Jen Grant, your comments, and more. And we kick it off with the word man of Alcatraz himself. Wait a minute, let's start again. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, this is Ron Vodry. This is Alex Nussbaum. This is Jason Fraser. This is Matt O'Brien. Hey, this is Ray Zwicker. All right, world. My name is Cal Post. Guys, this is Christina Walkinshaw. This is Eddie Delaseppi. This is Adrian Spencer. Uh, my name is Timo. And you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Who am I talking to? What am I doing? Yeah, Julian Dion Comedy Hour. You're listening to the... Ah, 
fuck's sake. Comedy hour. See, I took the word out comedy. Changes the meaning completely, doesn't it? Dazing, Not really, I'm overworking, but dazing. The holidays. Happy holidays. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. Uncensored. <laughs> <laughs> From Lemon Press Studio. In the beautiful Gatineau no Hills. Beautiful. <laughs> Project. I was like half asleep on the couch and now I'm projecting. Hey everyone, this is Christian Potenza. This is Gay Trevor Wilson. This is Jean Paul, aka the Island Hipster, hashtag hipster business. This is Steph Tola. Hey, this is Jake Goldsby. This is Sky Wallace. Hey everybody, this is Erica Sigurdsson, aka Ricky Six. Okay, hello. Hi. This is Howard Wagman. Hey, this is Peter Anthony, the PA System. This is Matt O'Brien. Some people like to, that's my rap name. This is Jen Grant, and you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Show You and me below Just like the flowers Laughing all day long People I need to lose Sing a little song Then take a shower Julian Dion It's a a show It's not an hour, it's a show Wednesday, June 24th. Whoa, dramatic bring down of the volume. Broadcasting, of course, live from Lemon Press Studios in the beautiful Gatineau Hills. Hi, hi, hi. Good morning. Thanks for being with us. Jen Grant is with us. Show yourself. Oh, hello there. A wise one. Hey. Hello. Good morning, sunshine. All right, thanks for being here. Of course, we are live on Facebook at 7 a.m. Eastern, Monday to Fridays. Available on demand and op, uh, on, uh, <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Wherever you get your podcasts, so we're there. That's right. Global. If you are with us uh, this morning, please give us a share or a like if you like it, or feel free to share. It doesn't matter. I mean, it matters, but we're not, we don't want to impose. Wouldn't we like the most for people, not the most, but. We're imposing. (laughs) It would be great if people went to Apple Podcasts and subscribed and reviewed and stuff, because that's. Yes, that helps. That is what will help us 
sustain the podcast. Waste of time. I was thinking about the podcast this morning and how we can never stop now. I know. How will we ever stop? We won't. Uh, That's what I mean. (laughs) Before, I used to do it twice a week. And I found it's easy to, to have the wind taken out of your sails. That's weird to say it that way, put it that way, but so sweet. And it's easy to cancel when it's just too, but if it's like Monday to Friday. It's, it's a like, habit. That's right. It's habit forming. You do anything long enough, you you the grooves of habit and pattern go deeper. Yeah. Hi. Hi, I'm Julian Dion. Thanks for having me here for the keynote address. The pre-show song, Mike Bennett Week, continues. If you don't know Mike Bennett, he's a freak of nature. This guy is talented beyond talented. True story. He's got such a wide catalog of work. He's got a background in punk rock. He was in the UK during the 80s punk rock scene over there. He's a machine. Currently, I believe right now, Garage Baby is a thing. He's got so many different alter egos. Yes, Mr. Bennett, which is a crooner kind of album. He wanted to put out seven songs. I guess that'd be more of an EP, but who I am bet I? you that's good. It is good. I have it. That's well. That's the version of the waste of time at the end. I love it. That starts. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I love it. That, he's a true artist. Yes, he's got the Word Man of Alcatraz, which is basically, I think, all ukulele-based. And he does some some spoken word stuff. He's got Michael Bennett, just himself. Anyway, Miguel Benitez. He's a, he's a genius. He's a veritable genius. He's a poet, and a poet's mind never rests. I talked to him on the phone, and he just, uh, yeah, he's, he's quite the thing. The song that he played... You're bad for me. Is I pulled off his Instagram where he plays it with a one string ukulele. It's amazing to watch. Go to Instagram.com. It's really good. Um, I have to let the. I'm so sorry. Sure, I have follow. To let the dog yes, out. yes. I, all good. Okay. And follow Wordman of Alcatraz. I think it's just Wordman Alcatraz on Instagram, but do yourself a favor and uh, go check him out. I've known Mike since 2012. We started doing, uh, I was doing shows at Say What at the time in Toronto, a legendary music venue. I was doing comedy shows every other Wednesday there. Adam Fox, who have also featured on the show, was the sound guy and booker there, and uh, who also is a very talented musician and successful music producer. Anyway, after I guess I met Mike in 2013 because after a year of doing the show at Say What, Adam was like, "Why don't we try to switch it up? What would what, you think? Because we're just doing a straight stand-up show. I would host it every week, and we'd have four 20-minute spots, and uh, all amazing comics all the time. And then after a year, Adam said, "Why don't you try to switch it up? And let's let's the space is here. It's a great venue. We can do whatever we want with it." He said, why don't we put a house band on stage? I'll supply the guys. It was Garage Baby, uh, which was Adam Fox, Mike Bennett, Claude Kent, and James Paul. And all very, very talented musician and, and have big careers 
respectively. Anyway, so that's when I met Mike. And it was so funny because so the band would be on stage. They'd play two, three songs before the show. Say the show was at 8 or 8.30. They'd start playing a half hour before. They'd play two, three songs. Then they'd bring me up to Green Onion. Is that the name of the song? I'm blanking. I feel weird. And then they would uh, bring me up. We'd do the show. They would stay up on stage the whole time. So I would tell comics, you know, the band's going to be up there. It's not You're not normally used to performing with a band on stage behind you, but just you don't have to address them if you don't want to. These guys are real pros. If you want, just do your set and get off. No worries. But if you want to, take advantage and, and improvise with them. Throw anything at them. These guys are all insanely talented. And I would do, uh, off the top, I would do about 20 minutes, and I would often improvise with them. I started this thing called Incomplete Thoughts, where they would accompany me with these half premises, or only premises, no punchlines. I would bring up my notebook and have these things, which I still do now. Actually, that's my whole act, just unfinished (laughs) premises, no punchlines. I still do that when I do, uh, you know, our sets or whatever. Not always, but I'll do incomplete thoughts if I can bring a musician on stage and play. Anyway, and we had some magic moments. Remember, Jen, some mm-hmm. people really, really had fun with that. John oh Hastings was one who did improvise the whole set with the band. Tim Rabnett uh, did a whole song with the band, a love song. He improvised. There was only about four people in the audience that night. Um Mark Little. Mark Little, when we changed venues to the Painted Lady in Toronto, he he. D- <laughs> yeah, he had a great set. It all started with uh, he he riffed on my. I uh, said, "All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, keep it going for Mark Little." <laughs> and he came up on stage, and then the band would would play comics on and off. Like I said, so they're playing Mark Little up on stage, and he goes, "Keep it going all the time." And he just for the first five minutes started singing just with "Keep it going" all the time. That was the main lyric, the main hook. The band was playing. And then that evolved to System of a Down's um, toxicity. I think the the wake up, wake up. Why'd you leave the keys up on the table? Why'd you leave the keys up on the table? Anyway. I wish we had recorded it. (laughs) Am I recording this? Oh, yes. Okay, I got scared for a second. I know, I wish it was recorded, but he there uh, that too was a night with a small audience, and I remember seeing it on a blog in Toronto somewhere. Someone was like, I came across this show at Painted Lady, and Mark Little just blew the roof off the place with no one there. It was so funny. He did 15 minutes of just this keep it going all the time song, where it was just this emotional breakdown and down, downward spiral, <laughs> obviously acting, but uh, Mark Little of uh, Mr. D and, and other things uh, yeah picnic face and his stand-up career anyway mike bennett was very funny because every time so the band was on stage adam fox was to my right mike bennett to my left james paul right behind me and claude kent on the kit also behind me james paul was the bass and uh oh man mike always had just a straight look on his face it took a lot to crack him I mean, it looked like he wanted to be anywhere else but there. He would just be sitting, you see his profile, and just very seriously staring off of the, in the distance. So he became like the mark. Like, if you can make Bennett laugh, you, you're on to something. 
Anyway, so that's Mike Bennett. We've known each other now for seven years, and he's my go-to. He's done all of the jingles on the show, everything you hear, the Daily Dose, at the beginning, the uh, now broadcasting live. That That's his neighbor. They just did that a few weeks back. He said, oh, my neighbor is French-Canadian. You'll love her. I might get her to do... So you hear him laughing in the thing, and he repeats her. Anyway, he, every everything he's got, uh, he, his... Dirty paws are all over this podcast in many, many ways. So Mike he's, Bennett Wheat continues. He's the kind of guy that you can just give creative freedom to and know that he's going to come up with something brilliant. Yeah. And you were saying that um, Mike has that serious face and you always want to try to make him laugh because he's not laughing at anything else. There's always, I, I think most comics would agree, there's always that person in the crowd. He's that person in the crowd that you notice isn't laughing. Even though everybody else might be laughing at your jokes, we all notice that one person. So we always want to make that one person laugh. Yeah. It's the plight of the comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was... Uh, but when he does laugh, it's a guttural laugh. Like, he really, really lets it out. Yeah. Anyway. So it's worth it. It's rewarding. It really is. Mm-hmm. How'd you sleep last night, Gen Z? Good. Like I feel fine, but uh, it wasn't like solid, solid. You? Did I sleep talk? No sleep talking. I was up at two from two thirty till about four, Ugh. and then the alarm went off at five. I got up and walked around and pet the cats and pet relaxed a b- <laughs> relaxed a bit. But yeah, I'm so I'm tired. Did I had you look on your phone at two thirty? No, because that's. A big thing, eh? You had said. Yeah. No, I checked. I checked uh, one thing, real quick. I had to send something to uh, the guys from the other podcast, but then I pulled, put it away, and literally just sat on, sat on the couch, in the dark with the cats. Aw. Yeah, it was nice, but I was wide awake and nothing on my mind, just awake. I'm like, uh, I guess they just. Yeah, it's it's five hours. It happens when it happens. I was on a good streak of solid sleeps, and then. All of a sudden, the last two nights after five hours, I'm just up. Mm-hmm. But I had this dream where I was walking around with, sh- and my shoes felt really tight and painful. <laughs> and I took him, took out my. Uh, I was at a gym somewhere. I took off my socks, and I had all these mushrooms growing on my toes. Gross! Like, I know it was mortifying. Then I was embarrassed, and they were huge and painful. And I'm like, I can't. If I cut them, I'll bleed. Weird. It was awful. You do have a thing with your toe. I, what? <laughs> I, let's not share everything on the podcast. Okay. okay. All right. Jeez. <laughs> That's I embarrassing. Think, I didn't think you'd care about that. Yeah. I didn't even say anything. Well, anyway. I left it open for you to be able to say something about it if you wanted to. You would be mad if I did that. Toe? I don't know. Toe? Okay, I had fungus on my friggin' toe, my big toenail. It's gone now. It grew out and I, I had to put on this thing. Am I red? <laughs> it's gross. I was at the beach last summer. <laughs> wow, jeez. Don't bring up everything, especially like body things. Okay. I didn't think a toe would matter. It's gr- oh, a thick yellow fungus toe now. Thi- thick yellow. I don't remember it being thick and yellow. Y- yeah, that's exactly what it is. You know what it is. I didn't think it would look that gross. Sorry, I just. I was at the beach last summer, and in direct sunlight, I looked down and I go, "Oh my god, am I getting old man toes already?" You know how old men have these. <laughs> it looks like. It looks like a snot rocket on the toe, like a phlegmy sinus infection yuck on the toe 
I, mine wasn't that bad, but I never thought it. No, no, like my, that. mine wasn't like that's really. I'm painting a much grosser picture. There was just a tinge of yellow in it, and it kind of looked a bit rougher than my other smooth toenails. Went to the doctor. She said, "Yeah, it's normal. You can pick that up at the gym anywhere. It's nothing." So she gave me this thing, this kind of nail polish to put on. She's like, "It takes a year <laughs> to work, and it might not work." I'm like, "What the hell?" <laughs> What the hell is the point of this thing? You put like nail polish. It's like got a brush, like a nail polish. Yeah, it's brush. A, it's a little like. Uh, <laughs> it's it looks like it's a little like it looks like those tear bottles, you know, for for contact lenses, those small ones, those lubricating mm-hmm. teardrops. But at the end, there's like a little foam thing, and so you squeeze it and apply it on your toenail. It's like yeah, it takes about a year, but it might not work. It doesn't work for anyone. So, but it actually, so I applied it for. Un- inconsistently for a couple months and it grew out now I'm totally fine all toenails are norm- normal but I really wasn't wanting to talk about my toenail <laughs> fungus on the show but here well, it is on the internet I didn't sorry okay let me try learned. to think of embarrassing things for you why would you, oh, that's yesterday when you were pooping and uh-huh. that's a callback I did that joke yesterday remember yeah I do and um, I hated it just as much this time but I just didn't think of that. That was that gross, and I noticed that anytime I do something that you don't like, like I can picture you must have been like that when you were a kid, because anytime I do something that you don't like, you're like, "Oh right," uh, you try to find the same exact thing to do back to me. I'm like Trump. You hit me, I hit back tenfold. <laughs> oh my god! Speaking of Trump, Trump don't kills- ever say I'm like Trump. <laughs> I know. You just, that- all these sound bites. You always have these sound bites, like. When this show gets to be like, it'll be like skyrocketing in success and fame. People are going to be all over. It. Remember, you know how they're picking out little sound bites and things from from celebrities, yeah. way back when. Careful. It'll be Careful like what you say. It'll be like Jen's in the shed. Cut to Trump. I love Trump. I'm like Trump. I'm like Trump. Oh, I love Trump. That's weird. I you're like I I'm like Trump. I can just picture the uh, the the song like they're gonna do like a song. You know how you did that song where it repeated. It sounded all like uh, what's that style of song? Oh, with uh, Justin Trudeau. Yeah, yeah, and like you're like I'm in the shed, so you just pick out all the terrible sound bites like uh, or Jen's in the shed. I've got fungus. I'm like Trump. It would just be like <laughs> you should do one. Yeah. Well, only if you're in the mood. I can't force you to what, do that. What, a song? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Let me see. Picking all your worst sound well, bites. Well, I don't know all the sound bites. That's that's uh, one thing. I know, and to actually go through all of the, the shows. Uh, PM will do that, which, by the way, reminds me I have to send them some stuff. I've just had so much going on lately. See, that would be good to... Pick, get, hire someone to go through all of that. Yo. <laughs> Jen's in the shed. I've got fungus. <laughs> I'm like Trump. Trump. I'm like Trump. I've got foot fungus. <laughs> Jen's in the shed. The patriarchy. I've got fungus. <laughs> I'm like Trump. That sort of thing? Yeah. Anyway. Trump hashtag Trump kills U.S. is trending on Twitter, and it's from the <laughs> it's from what we talked about yesterday and the day before. 
where that he he did that stupid joke, that sarcastic, uh, where he tells people, I've, so I told him, slow the testing down, which was clearly a sarcastic joke. Clearly, there's no debate about that. But it's now that, that yeah, and listen, he's, sure, he's mishandled the coronavirus situation down there. It's the number one country as far as cases and deaths go. It's bad down there, and it could have been prevented had he listened to health experts sooner. We agree on that. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy that this joke that he said is now the, the this whole video. People are like shocked because they just clipped that thing where he says, "Stop testing." If the testing goes down, the cases go down, and people are like, "Holy shit!" He's murdering our people, and just <laughs> so that goes to show you don't make jokes. When you're in the middle of a pandemic and you're the leader of the country, you're already being being criticized for handing it horrendously, and then you make a joke about it that's in poor taste, and yep. it's going to come back to bite you in the ass, and it is coming back to bite him in the ass because people are just taking that clip. Yeah, you can't now. You can't backpedal or defend yourself. It's too late because look, the track record shows he's he's fucked it up so far, and uh, but he must regret that joke. He must be like, what was I thinking? In front of the 6,000 people that were there. Or do you think he even... I don't know. Oh, he's obsessed with Twitter and the way he's portrayed in the media and, and the press. And I'm sure he's caught w- caught wind of this. But anyway. the uh, I'm wondering who he has as a publicist and if he listens to anyone. Because you know No, how he doesn't listen to I anyone. I know. Like, you know those people in your life that are so cocky they think they know everything and even though they'll be an expert talking about something they won't even listen to them because they believe they're right like yeah. i'm sure he has he has access to the best publicist who could help repair his image and give him advice and of course he wouldn't listen no he doesn't listen to anybody even uh, actually we talked about again Donald Trump Jr yesterday he does a lot of interviews on shows that i listen to and and he tweets a lot. And he was uh, asked in an interview, like, do you ever tell him maybe you shouldn't tweet that and stuff? He goes, well, he doesn't really listen in re- reference to his father. He goes, but sometimes I do cringe like, yeah, maybe he shouldn't have, shouldn't have tweeted that or whatever. So It must be hard to be him because clearly to be the son of Donald Trump because clearly he's not as egotistical and as... Well, I don't know about that, but... Maybe not. Maybe he's... Is he the hunter or is... Yeah, they're all hunters. Uh, no, the one that like... Yeah, yeah. That yeah. kills like... Um, Elephants and shit. Yeah. And like tigers and lions and such. Rhinos. Is that him? Yeah. Oh, forget it. Forget what I said. That says it <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, no. Anybody who c- kills animals like that and poses with them like they're a hero, I just... I, ugh. That says everything. I know. That says everything. And again, I'm not defending anything, and I disagree with most things. I'm just saying he's entertaining on a lot of talk shows, and his Twitter is entertaining. But anyway. imagine you're born into a family. Imagine you're a, a child of that, and you're not that, like that. Like, say you're very liberal, or you're like yeah, open-minded and an environmentalist and a good person. Yeah. That'd be really hard. Well, a lot of us are in a situation where 
we have very different political opinions than our our parents. That's true. That probably happened. Yeah, especially even ge- generations make a difference. Just yes. the age. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, getting along with family. This song is called Generational Gap. Yo. <laughs> My mother said Trump was a good man. A good man. <laughs> I said. But I want to find a better man, yo. <laughs> but I said, hey, mom, let's enjoy Christmas. Just pass me the ham. Go ahead. No. Go. One line for one line, maybe? No, one verse for one verse. It's yours. Take it away. Oh Jenny. My, oh, my God. Here we go. I try to get along with my family. It's hard, yo. It's hard, yo. I try to get along with my family. It's hard when they see things differently. Yeah. Go. My father... My father (laughs) has four daughters, but he still believes that... (laughs) We should listen to Trump because he held a Bible in front of an église. And... (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. That's a bilingual rap. Okay, keep going. My mom thinks sexism doesn't exist because it's better than it was when she was my age. I said, take a look around, mom. (laughs) It's shitty out there. It's shitty. It's not any, it's a little bit better, but it's still really bad. Ah, now go. My uncle once said that What's wrong with blackface? It's hilarious. <laughs> Yo, I said, no, no. You can't be doing that. He called me snowflake. <laughs> and dinner was over. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm tapped out. <laughs> yeah, that's enough of that. <laughs> I liked it, though. I don't know why when I rap, I have to sound black. Why can't I just <laughs> do it in my own voice? That's um, cultural appropriation. That's not okay. I hate to tell you this, but you don't sound black. Oh. <laughs> I just mean I go like, yo, uh, well, whatever. <laughs> you actually, you're really freakishly good at beatbox. No, one time, one time we were in Calgary at the Yuck Yucks. No, a long time Beautiful, ago. years ago. Beautiful club. Really, really nice club. It sounded like you sounded like Trump. Beautiful years ago. <laughs> and it's, but great sound system. Awesome club. At the end of the show, audience is all left, and Julian grabs the microphone by the sound booth and starts beatboxing. And I'm like, oh, cool. That sounds so cool. Give it to me. And I tried it, and I was like, oh my God, I'm terrible. Like, I, and I thought, did they do something to the mic? I thought it was totally. The sound system, not him. You're really good at it. Hmm. Should we hear a little bit or okay, here of we go. your beatboxing? Pretty good, eh? <laughs> eh? No, it doesn't work well with the uh, with the foam I have on them. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Anyway. <laughs> My my says Eminem Dion. Actually, you don't understand how much of a compliment that is to Julian because he loves Eminem. Oh, who doesn't? I he's love a him. Genius. He's amazing. Yeah, he's incredible. I would love to be more like Eminem or Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. 
thought it was gonna be rapping. Oh yeah. Hi. <laughs> this is too fast. All right. Come on. Speaking I really want you to do one. <laughs> I really want you to do one now. Maybe later. Aw. Uh. Like it's it's the pressure of rhyming. I know. It's hard. What if you don't rhyme though? Who cares? You don't have to rhyme. Oh, I like this one. This is good. Yeah. Twenty twenty. All right. I'm gonna try not to. I'm gonna try to sound like myself. <laughs> we started this show because of the lockdown. Now we can't stop because we're we've been around for more. Oh my god, that sounds so. <laughs> <laughs> it it sounds awful when you sound too white. Uh huh. All right. I can't. I'm. F I feel like I'm blushing. I know it's it's stressful, but it's fun. It goes so fast that you have to think, like when you're when you're stand up and you're on stage, you have I don't know, like you have a little more time. You need that almost half second. It's a whole other thing. Yeah. To think of something. There is a strategy to it, but I but you and yeah, sorry for cutting you off. I no. feel like if we kept going, like it might not be funny at first, but it'll go somewhere. Do you know Oops. what I mean? Yes. It'll go somewhere eventually. It's improv. My co-host, Jen. That's right. My co-host, Jen. <laughs> Always be cutting me off when I'm trying to make a point. And I'm fed up. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> see, I can't think of anything. When you think too much, it doesn't work. Yeah, you got to get out of your head. Go, 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 Julian. <laughs> go, oh <my> Julian. <laughs> go, go. <laughs> we are the corniest people on the internet right now. Yeah. But it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Move the beats. Can you feel the beats? Let's go. Yeah. Oh. Ah, ah. Oh. Ah, 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 ah. We're on Zoom. Uh, oh, there's low vocals to this one. We're live on Facebook through Zoom. Zoom every day, Monday to Friday <laughs> at 7 a.m. Eastern. Come on. It's hard to rap on, on this one. Let's go. It's more of a song. It's really fast. Oh, okay. Here we go. Two, three, four. Broadcasting from a closet. I feel like a hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh. one you already did, but I like it. This is a good beat. Yeah. Uh. Yo. Sitting in my closet, 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 closet. It's human, human, human. Yo, I'm clammy. <laughs> Yo, I'm clammy first thing in the morning. I need a shower because I'm stinking up uh, the opposite of a flower. <laughs> oh, pimping with my girls. This is called. All right. Okay. Pimping with my girls. I'm horny. What? What? Oh my god. Hey ladies. In other news. Oh my god. It's so hard to transition. Oh uh, okay, let me try to transition. Let me try to talk I'll I'll talk about 
the next thing I wanted to talk about in a rap. Okay. Jen, you brought up hunting big game, large game animals. I did? Yeah. Uh, why are there... Why is there an infant <laughs> rapping? Hold on, let me find out. Oh, that sounds... I got a feeling... All right. Speaking of hunting big game, I want to talk about this next story. It happened in my home province. NB, NB. Yeah. New, New Brunswick. Brunswick. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> there was a moose on the beach. It's really sad. The end of story. It might, uh, your heart might breach. Oh my God! Breach. I can't. I it's. I'm too in my head. Why do you have to rhyme? Why can't you just? Because then you're just kind of talking. No, you can still. Then do it's it. just like there was a moose on the beach, and it went in the water, and so many people chased it, and it ended up drowning in the water. Sad, 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 sad story, story, story. People chased it with sedus. You should. Uh, I don't they know. chased it with sedus. Yes. Yeah, so oh, it was swimming. It was actually swimming. So in there's a moose, a two-year-old bull moose in Parley Beach, Shidiac, my hometown. Well, I'm from Skadook, which is five minutes down the road, but Skadook is just a road. So Shidiac uh, has one of the best beaches I- uh, north of Virginia, and it's really unbelievable. Warm currents and everything. It's incredibly picturesque and of course the virus there is over it's been over for a while apparently so all the beaches are open and stuff so there were people on the beach uh, whatever this moose was spotted at point du chien at first whereby kathy my, my aunt kathy's cottage jen i'm right. just telling you that for point of refer- reference yeah it's kind of walking along the shoreline shoreline made its way to parley beach and was being was stressed and scared of the people. Naturally, it's a moose. And then it went in the water. It was swimming, right? And moose are actually good swimmers. You wouldn't think, but they are. We've told the story of, of how they tried to bring moose on PEI mm-hmm. for years, and they just keep swimming back, which is a far trek. Anyway, so then these people started... Uh, circling it with their sea dews and stuff and it got so stressed it just kept going deeper and panicked and drowned this moose moose died and that's so frustrating and there's pictures you see the moose is in the water and there's like these two sea dews around it and it's so annoying that was so avoidable on many levels and i can just picture the mentality it doesn't come from a from a bad place the people on the sea do i can kind of picture i can i can picture it being from you know how i was talking about how you know men always have to mansplain to either other men or younger men when it comes to labor or stuff they take things in their own hand well that's that's big time the case in new brunswick like when you see someone else working you have to criticize and say oh maybe you should uh, you have to give your input it just kind of it's how you renew your man card it seems and I can just picture these people on the sea news being like, we'll, we'll herd it out. We got this. And with their loud, hong, hong, like not thinking that, what the fuck are you doing? Like it's a sea dew. The moose is in water. It's loud. You're not herding it anywhere. You're just stressing the shit out of it. Yeah. 
But I could just picture, we got, we'll hurt it, we'll, we'll try it. Or, or they were just straight up chasing it. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Regardless, bad move, and this moose is dead. Reminds me of Robbie the Robin. You know, the fledgling. Remember how? how well, because humans sometimes think they can save, they know what to do. And, it, and we thought we knew what to do until we figured out, we looked it up and learned about nature has its own way of doing things. Like, how do we know that that moose wouldn't have figured it out? He didn't know where to go and he was panicked. But he might have been better off with no intervention. Of course. Call the gaming gaming warden, game warden or whatever. I was going to say gaming commission, but I think that's a gambling thing. <laughs> <laughs> but the game warden yeah. or whatever. And call the, I don't know, call somebody. Not Don't take it into your own hands when you see a big wild animal and try to... Didn't you... It would be like if you want to compare to Robbie the Robert or the Robin. Robin. Mm-hmm. It'd be if I wanted to get it to move or start flying again with a chainsaw. Like just yeah. uh, take a chainsaw right next to it. Hong, hong, hong. Fly, little birdie, fly. Hong, hong. Doesn't make sense. Sad. Yeah. So the moose um, is dead. Didn't your mom tell you yesterday that your dad said that sometimes moo- moose get like uh, disoriented in a mental Yeah, there's this issue? disease that attacks their brain, but I mean, that's... Uh, my dad's just saying, I mean, he has no... He, he doesn't know. Yeah. He doesn't know anything. He's just saying But how did it that. end up? I wonder why that even happened. I don't know. But anyway. Well, hopefully everybody's learned something from this, but who knows, maybe. Frustrating to watch. Uh, just these people on Sea-Doo's, why, why go after it? Why circle it and... And again, I'm giving them the benefit, giving them the benefit of the doubt, thinking that they were like in their heads, going to like, I, I got this. Well, oh, or they could just have been asked, just dickheads, and been like laughing, like, oh fuck, look at this seat. I can also picture that too. Look at that moose. <laughs> and then going close and like, uh, anyway, it's dead. Moving on. Sad. Jeez. From a fun, light, hilarious rap to moose died in the water. The moose is dead, we're all gonna die We're on a spinning planet We're so very much Significant Kit, kit, I was trying to Planet with insignificant Moose is dead and we're all gonna die I wish I was a half a bit of fly Half a bit of fly? Half a bit of fly (laughs) I was trying to say I wish I was fly You know, like fly A moose is dead, we're all gonna die I wish I was a house fly so I could live 24 (laughs) hours Wait, what? I wish I was a fly so I could accidentally fly into a house and be like, oh shit, where's my natural environment? I meant fly oh, no. like, like and cool. And 24 hours later, I'm dead. I meant fly like uh, cool. Oh. You know what I mean? I wish I was fly. <laughs> oh like, my God. Yeah. What are you rapping in 1991? I wish I was fly. I wish I was gnarly. Come on. <laughs> yes, I am. I wish I was radical. Popsicle. Rapping is hard. If you thought I was cool, I clearly am a knot. A knot? <laughs> Actually, speaking of a knot, <laughs> Bubba Wallace, that goes right into the next story. Bubba Wallace, who is the only uh, black NASCAR driver in the top series, in the NASCAR top series. Okay. And he's one of the few to ever do it. 
especially at a high level and successful as he is, well, he's been an advocate for removing the Confederate flag from NASCAR events and whatnot. He's been at the forefront of that over the last few weeks, and he's been going on TV shows and doing interviews and stuff. Anyway, Sunday there was a race at Talladega, and after the race... Actually, this is so crazy. The people... Some people are just insane. At the Talladega, uh, at the race, there's a plane. You know how planes can drag these... Yeah, banners. Banners, yes, mm-hmm. that's the word. The, the, a plane was dragging a big Confederate flag saying, defund NASCAR. Oh, God. I know. Anyway, so after the race, apparently it was reported that Bubba Wallace was victim of a hate crime because someone left a noose in his garage. No. They park every, like, you know, they, they're they assigned these garages no. per race, and then someone put a noose in it. No. So he was like, you know, and then this big thing on Monday they had a race, and then all the drivers came in solidarity and pushed his car out to the front, and uh, he was crying and everything. Anyway, FBI uh-huh. investigated, and turns out that noose, quote-unquote, has been there at least since 2019, October 2019. It's a garage pull. Oh. And so it was mistaken for a noose. He was not victim. So this is the big news now. He was not victim okay. of, a, of a hate crime. People are comparing him to Jesse Smollett. Remember Jesse Smollett? I don't. The actor from Empire who, who said that he was uh, beaten by two guys and uh, they put a noose around his neck and they poured bleach on him. No. And... Yes, it was big-time news. It went viral, but the whole thing was a hoax. He made it all up, Mm. and he was fired from the show, I believe, and so on. So I think he was fired from the show. Yes, he was. Anyway, so Jesse Smollett was, you know, it was just the whole whole thing was a... He made it all up. Mm -hmm. So Bubba Wallace was being compared to Jesse Smollett. People were calling him Bubba Smollett. People, NASCAR fans are vicious. And you know what? It's not really his fault. Because of the times and because the flag was was flown by this plane with hashtag defund NASCAR, you know, times are tough or times are tense, rather. And, and it actually wasn't even him that saw the noose. It was his team that... Uh, and then the president of NASCAR... Went to his trailer and told him the news. Listen, it looks like it was a hate crime and this and that. So it actually wasn't his fault. So people are attacking him for the wrong reasons. It's not like he he was part of it. He was just receiving the news from his crew that there was a noose there. He's still saying it was a noose, which is, that's a little weird. I watched an interview he did last night with Don Lemon on CNN, and he said that... uh, he said, it's not just a regular knot like the other ones. It's a for sure a noose at the end of it. So Don Lemon's like, wait, what are you saying? That it was a noose? That it was targeted? Because there's, there, there's pictures in a video of that stall, that garage stall number four, of the exact same, quote, noose. It's just a garage pull. And there's no way of knowing which garage his crew would have been assigned before. Hmm. So it's clearly not a hate crime, and the FBI investigated. And when the FBI investigates, they're pretty thorough, and they when when mm-hmm. you know they get to the bottom of it. It's not mm-hmm. just a frou frou thing. 
Unless the FBI was in on it. <gasps> what? Mm-hmm. Well, if you ask Trump, the FBI is crooked and whatever. But anyway. Yeah, <laughs> of course. So it's a very weird story because he then he went on all these interviews and stuff. And now he's super pissed because people are calling it a hoax. And he's like, I didn't even report on it. But then he's saying it was definitely a noose. He's saying it's not just a knot that takes two seconds. Because a noose is complex to tie. You know, it's for it to, to do its thing, for it to slide when, you mm-hmm. know. It doesn't happen in two seconds. And he actually says that on the CNN interviews. Like, it's a for sure noose. And he said it at the end after it was clearly not a hate crime. So then Don Lemon's like, so what do you mean? Is it, was it towards you? He's like, I don't know. It's all I'm saying is it's not a regular knot, loop knot. It was a noose for sure. I have evidence. So I don't know. It's all bizarre. It's, you know, what's the most bizarre is that we live in a world where you can't just be an individual who has an interest and do it without having to worry about these stupid, stupid, stupid things, idiotic things. What do you mean? Well, like, I'm a human who likes doing, performing stand-up comedy, uh, so I did it. And from the second that I started doing it, everyone pointed out that I was a female doing comedy. You got a vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Jeez. A heartfelt speech and then... You're right. That was uncalled for. Go ahead. Hype. I got a hype man for my serious talk here. Um, serious. <laughs> but when I started, uh, like, legitimately just thought, oh, I'm just... Because I think at the heart of all of us, like, pure, we're born just thinking, like, you know, we are just... Like, I was idealistic. I didn't think that anybody... I didn't think there would be so much sexism in comedy. And there is. It's crazy how yeah. much there is from from day one. Day one. Oh, you're you're re- uh, you're really funny, and I don't normally think female comics are funny, and women will say that to my face. Stuff like that, or you're the funniest female. You can't just be funny. It's so for him. You know, he against all odds, without having any role models in that industry, for him to want to get into uh, turning be- left. Hmm. Driving in the circle, turning left. But being an NASCAR, seriously, being an NASCAR driver, he has no role <laughs> models. Uh, never. I don't know if he had none. I mean, there's like a couple that. Not many. Yeah, yeah, I know, but maybe there was one that inspired him. Like, I don't want to paint this picture of. Yeah, but even if I had one female yeah, female true. comic to inspire me, I didn't even think about that. I never thought. I never even noticed that there weren't very many women doing comedy. That's how like blind I was about just wanting to do what I wanted to do but anyway I admire it and I think it must have been really hard for him to go into an industry where he has to deal with that kind of thing I mean he was also at the forefront of trying to get the confederate taken down the confederate flag from NASCAR events which has been a huge part for years so obviously he's going to be met with he was met with death threats and all this and that so <sighs> yeah, but uh, anyway, so it's a weird case. It wasn't a hate crime. Uh, it was just the thing that was already there. Mm. What I think they should have just waited for the results of the investigation before going public. Yeah. Why go public with this hate crime, quote unquote, before you know for sure? Why go public and then go, there's an investigation? Just do the investigation and then come out publicly and go, there's been an investigation done and this driver was victim of a hate crime or then or you just say nothing 
when you find out that it wasn't the case, that it was just a garage pull from at least since October 2019. I'm surprised a garage pull looks that much like a noose. Yeah, it does. I saw the picture. But for drivers, don't they know what a garage pull looks like? Like, couldn't that be? It's not like that's an unusual instrument to have in a garage. Like, and I don't they know. and I, they've yeah, grown they've grown up with it, and they've been around it for years. So why would they be like that's a noose? That's weird. I don't even know if he went like if they go in those garages. The drivers, oh, I think I they see. go in their trailer, and then the crew takes the car to the garage. Mm. Or whatever, because he—it's the crew that told him he was in his his motorhome or whatever. Mm. Interesting. Sh- uh, let me see if I can um, show a picture. Yeah. Do you want me to try to find one? No, no, I'll, I got it here. Above a Wallace garage noose. How do you spell noose? I don't know. I want to say N O O S E, but it's probably not. That's what I, uh, I. That's what it is. By the way, yesterday I saw the moose story in Shiriak, and it was uh, someone wrote, "There's a mouse in Parley Beach." At Parley <laughs> Beach. Yeah, here I'll show you the picture. I got it. Wait for it. There's a mouse at Parley Beach. Doodle-doo. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. You can see it here. This is the this is that exact garage. Garage stall number four. And this is footage from 2019. And that's the uh the thing. You see it? Hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. Hmm. So anyway, that's that story. Did you see your boyfriend, Mark Cuban, is in uh, trending? No. My boyfriend. I don't know. Don't you like him? Hmm. Hmm? No, not really. Oh, uh, why did I think you liked him? Well, I mean, I do, but I I wouldn't go as far as to say (laughs) I don't know why I said that. That's really weird. Like, I... I like Damon a, l- a little bit more. Oh, wow. Okay, your boyfriend Damon. Then go go ahead. No, if I had to pick a Shark Tank, I actually, it's funny. I never used to like Kevin O'Leary, and I like him more now, too. Yeah. You I don't like, yeah, I'm not a fan of Robert Hurstbeck anymore. Yeah. I guess. Uh, He's got a checkered past. Mark Cuban, uh, throughout this whole thing, has uh, paid all of his employees f- in full. Aw. And uh, anyway, he went on Sean Hannity last night. Now he is my boyfriend. Blasted yeah. Trump. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now he's definitely my boyfriend. <laughs> Are you jealous? No. What? He only has $4 billion more than I do, but what's $4 billion? Oh, I think our broadcast isn't. No, it's okay. Oh, geez. It, it looked interrupted there for a minute. Where are you watching it? Facebook. Oh. Um. Do you mind? No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find if it. If I pop out for a second. Oh, I thought it was. Where are you going? Can I just pop out for a minute? Yeah. Thanks. I was gonna do the daily dose. I'll do a commercial. Oh, instead. awesome! Thank you. Anyway. 
I hope Jen's okay. I don't know. It sounded weird. Let me find out this. By the way, this episode, as always, once again, is brought to you by shit. Sorry, everybody. Hmm. We'll skim the comments in a second, too. Thanks for watching. We are, of course, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, more. And once again, this episode of The Julian Dion Show is brought to you by Gringo's. Blazing Sauces. Go to gringosblazingsauces.com for a wide selection of hot sauces, salsas, jellies, and barbecue and grilling sauces. Our fridge is full. Do yourself a favor. There's some of the literally best sauces I've ever tasted. I'm a hot sauce nut. Or a, how did Doug say it yesterday? A hot, pepperhead. A pepperhead. Jeez, I thought you were gone. What the hell is going on? I scared did. the crap out of me. <laughs> I thought you were in the bathroom all over here. Pepperhead. <laughs> I'm a pepperhead, so are you, Jen. I don't know what the hell I'm doing anymore. Anyway, go to uh. Gringo's Blazing Sauces. It's uh, free shipping for orders over $40, and they ship anywhere in North America. It's free shipping in Canada for orders over $40. Do yourself or the hot sauce lover in your life a favor and go to Gringo's Blazing Sauces. Dot com gringosblazingsauces.com are you okay yes i'm great and also don't forget it's not just the hot sauce their salsa is the best jarred salsa i have ever had it's absolutely delicious yep i tried the scorpion one and that is my favorite now it's so good scorpion salsa i love the fire and brimstone it's very 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 hot cuz you're a pepperhead <laughs> You know, a, a pepperhead would love that one. Mm-hmm. I'm a what would you call? I'm not. I don't. I'm not quite the like. I can't tolerate quite as much as you. You're a pepperette. Pepperette head. Pepperette head. Oh, it sounds like pepper red head. I know. Well, that's what I just said. Cute. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose, daily dose. All your news from coast to All coast. All the news and headlines from Jim Graham. When I dance to it, I feel like I'm doing a TikTok. <laughs> da, da, da. Maybe I should start that trend. Um, can we do ourselves a favor and never sing that song when one or the other mentions TikTok? <laughs> it's in my head now. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, but it, no, I'll remember that. I'll be honest. When you, even if you just say TikTok, it goes in my head. Well, don't put it in mine because it doesn't for me. <laughs> I've I've moved past it. Where if I can think of other things when I think of TikTok. <laughs> anyway, uh, here's your daily dose for. I should start a TikTok with that a dance. Okay, see do if it. it goes viral. Do it. Here's your daily dose. By the way. Ah, that. Just kidding. Go ahead. Here's your daily dose for Wednesday, June twenty fourth. Major League Baseball issued a 60-game schedule Tuesday night that will start July 23rd or July 24th in empty ballparks as the sport tries to push ahead amid this coronavirus. So, Julian, you're not the only one who's going to be performing to an empty area. I'm going to have there's going to be an audience now. No. Yeah, 50 people. Oh, that's right. Doi-oi. That's going to be quite... They're going to have to definitely hire extra people and make sure that everybody stays sitting apart and everything. 
correct? Yeah, I'm sure that, I mean, that doesn't concern me the way they do it, but there's going to be at least 50, and they think by end of August it'll be raised a bit. But the theater is only 250 seats, so with 50 social distance, I mean, it's not the best. It's not ideal, but it's better than nobody. Mm-hmm. That's true. It says here that the season for the baseball is going to be dramatically altered. Um, it's going to have a whole new rule, like all a bunch of whole new rules. And um, it's basically the final result of failed financial No more butt slapping. <coughs> no more butt slapping allowed. But for fans eager to see any kind of baseball, obviously they can look forward to this. So there's something. Who's the looking forward to baseball? People are into it. Ugh. You don't like it? It's just boring. I mean, I'm good for three innings and then... Playing I mean, the playoffs fun. are fun. Uh, playing is the best part, but I wouldn't make anyone watch me play baseball. And when it's the playoffs, like when Toronto was in the playoffs and we were... Uh, Living in Toronto, that mm. was great. I mean, the city was electric. We'd go into That's bars true. and pubs during uh, the games. It was crazy. That was during the Jose Batista bat flip. Right, uh, right. T- that was fun to watch. But otherwise, regular season baseball, I've been to games, and you drink these giant beers, and then you're just sitting there, and I'm like, I'm exhausted. I'm ready to go home, and I look, and it's the top of the third inning. I'm like, we have six and a half more to go these I don't know. I don't mind it. I mean, I know it's it's like slow, but the experience of going is fun. Remember we went to the Mets? Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, it's fun for about three and a half, four innings. Yeah. And then it's like, I get it. Take me home. It's Unless you're really take invested. Take me in home from the ballpark. Do you get it? Take me home <sighs> from the ballpark? Yes. <laughs> Does that bother you? Well, it's just, that's going to be in my head now. Oh, my God. Well, what, I can't what are other annoying... It's a small world after all. No, I know the most annoying one. Uh, what would you do on. with yes. the drunken sailor? What would you do? Yeah, because that was in our head for five years straight, I think. Well, now it's the fat, 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 Oh, I'm going to... Here, let's change topics. Go ahead. So the Manitoba government will pay residents up to $2,000 if they go back to work and stop collecting federal COVID-19 benefits. The CERB. He, the premier there, I guess he's coming up with this catchphrase, and he says he wants to kick Serb to the curb. Cute. He's got a good publicist right there. The province will give successful applicants to its new program an initial $500 payment plus three payments of $500 each every two weeks over a six-week period. So that will be the $2,000 right there. It won't be a continuous $2,000, but... What they're doing is trying to encourage people to go back to work. And if you do go back to work, you'll get a a $2,000 payment, basically. Is it really discouraging people to go back to work? And also, if your company... Because you're only eligible for CERB if you're out of work because of coronavirus. And you can't quit your job. You have to be laid off or out of work. If the company goes back to work and your job is there and you refuse to go, you're not eligible for CERB, right? True, true. I wonder, though, if they're trying to encourage people to find jobs in other uh, depart- uh, industries yeah. that can that are looking for people to hire. I'm not sure. But applicants must work at least 30 hours per week to qualify for the first payment and then declare they are still working in order to receive the next payments. So I can already see some people's wheels turning. Well, I'll just go get a job. I'll work 30, 30 hours. 
I'll just work for six weeks and get that two thousand dollars and then quit. That's a lot to go through. I know. For t- I'll, <laughs> I'll, all I have to do to get two thousand dollars is work sixty hours at McDonald's. I mean, that sounds <laughs> that's like a hours at McDonald's. horrific way to make two thousand dollars. Yeah, true. Close to eight and a half million Canadians have received payments through CERB as of June fourth. That's crazy. Casting costing the federal government forty three and a half billion dollars. Yeah. Here's another story. I mean, it sucks, but what are you going to do if everything? You can't be like, okay, uh, everybody, stay home. Everything's shut down, and you're on your own. Yeah. I mean, it, I know it helped us greatly, and again, it's not a huge amount of money. It covers no, bills, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it, like it helps if you can do other things in your life to have less expenses, i.e., mortgage deferrals, car payment deferrals, etc. That yeah. kind of thing. Uh, Walmart Canada is looking into this this issue that somebody has brought to their attention that they have a t-shirt on their website that says all lives matter and blue lives matter. People commented on social media with links to products like all lives matter shirt for sale on the Walmart Canada site. And the company responded saying that the item is sold and shipped by a third party seller and is currently being looked into. That's the other thing about shopping these days is that a lot of times they're not act when you're shopping online it's like they're acting as as an amazon or a costco like costco basically takes pro it's not that they well they have kirkland so they make some stuff i guess but maybe they don't even make that and they just put their label on it but they're just basically representing another company mind you i guess it's a little bit different when it's online because there's so you can have so many products representing those products so when you go to look for them you can buy them through walmart but today our market our third marketplace has a number of items with variations on the phrase lives matter we will continue to review it and some people criticize them saying what is there to review just take it off of your website yeah and uh there's a professor that was trying to explain because i think there's still people now well i know there are and there might be you know someone listening right now who doesn't really get why all lives matter is uh, offensive and inappropriate and this professor was quoted saying it's not just about you mattering in your existence she said she said black lives matter is literally a call to action to stop killing us it's not just about you existing Right. Yeah. So I think people don't understand that it's a call to action, which is a a great way of putting it. It's a, yeah, specifically, yeah, for that reason. Hello. Yeah. In a uh, stunning decision that could test the legal framework of the hashtag MeToo cases, comedian Bill Cosby has won the right to fight his 2018 sexual assault conviction in the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Did you hear about that? No. He's 82, and he's been in a suburban Philadelphia prison for nearly two years. That's so crazy. After a jury convicted him of drugging and sexually assaulting a woman at his home in 2004, he is serving a three to ten year sentence. So, what would that make him in two thousand and four? So that was sixteen years ago. Eighty two minus sixteen is sixty eight. Sixty eight years old, and he's I think, drugging. Did I do that right? Wait. 
sixteen. Yes. Sixty six, sorry. Sixty six years old and drugging and sexually assaulting. Like jeez. The Supreme Court has agreed to review two aspects of the case, including the judge's decision to let prosecutors call five other accusers to testify about long-ago encounters. So that was probably probably the long-ago encounters were probably before the statute of limitations. Mm. Um, anyway, so... Secondly, the court will examine Cosby's argument that he had an agreement with a former prosecutor that he would never be charged in the case. That's weird. Cosby has said he relied on that agreement before agreeing to testify in the trial accuser's civil lawsuit. I don't know why. Like, obviously, he wants to get out of jail. I get that. I get no one wants to be in jail, even if you're a shitbag. Mm -hmm. But he's never going to clear his name at this point. Like, there's nothing he can do. Like, I I imagine, I I see... I don't know Bill Cosby, of course, personally, but to me, he appears to be someone who's really concerned with everybody seeing him as this good guy. But there's nothing that Bill Cosby can do now to clear his name. Nothing. I think he just wants out. I don't think he cares much about clearing his name. I mean, it's not like if he gets out, he's going to go on tour. He just doesn't want to die in prison. He's like blind. Is he actually blind? Yeah, almost fully blind. Hmm. In jail, and he's 82. He probably just wants out and just to go live the rest of his years somewhere privately. Yeah. yeah. I doubt it's a PR thing like to clear his name. I don't think he... Right. I mean, what's he got to offer to the, the world after? Nothing. I mean, he's... Yeah. He's done. Yep. Spokesperson Andrew Wyatt said Cosby was extremely thankful the court would hear his case. He said the decision comes as demonstrators across the nation protest the death of black people at the hands of police and expose the corruption that lies within the criminal justice system. So I guess they're using that as an angle. Oh, my, oh yes. It's very corrupt that because 60 plus women came forward and said that he I drugged know. and raped them and he's in jail. That is very corrupt. I know. How dare they imprison a black man that yeah. has drugged and allegedly drugged and raped 60 plus women. I know said, as we have all stated, the false conviction of Bill Cosby is so much bigger than him. It's about the destruction of all black people and people of color in America. It's a good lawyer. Yeah. Here's some interesting news that I think you would like, Jules. Pluto, a frigid little world inhabiting the solar system's outer reaches, may have been born as a warmer place, sheltering a subsurface ocean that still exists today. Isn't that crazy? Imagine all dark and... I know. Like it's far as shit. It's so crazy. And I when they say warmer, it mean, it doesn't mean warm. It means just... Because it's so far from the sun. It just means less sub-zero ice freezing than they thought. Mm-hmm. An analysis of images of its surface taken in 2015 by NASA's New Horizons spacecraft... The dwarfs, dwarf planet's interior led the researchers to propose a hot start scenario for Pluto's transformation. Some hot start, yeah. Hot start, oh. Some 4.5 billion years ago, as the solar system, including Earth, take, took shape. 4.5 billion years ago. Well, that freaks my freak. Mm-hmm. When Pluto was forming, new material would have been coming in and impacting its surface each impact is like an explosion that would warm the nearby area 
If Pluto so formed crazy. slowly, the surface would cool between each impact and s- and generally stay very cold. If Pluto formed quickly, you have impact on top of impact and the surface doesn't have time to cool. We calculate that if Pluto formed in less than 30,000 years, oh my God, freaks me out. The heat from these impacts could have been sufficient to lead to an early ocean. That's how, it, so it's not the sun that would heat it, it's these impacts. Yeah. That's so crazy. I know. It's nuts. Anyway, so that's your daily dose for today. Wow. Just picture this planet in the dark of space, sunlight doesn't reach there, it just, and then the, all these, yeah. Oh, it's nuts. Daily dose, daily dose, get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose, daily uh, dose, I hate it. all your news from coast to all coast. The news <laughs> and from Jim Grant. That's Mike Bennett right there, actually. Can I just take a moment to thank you, Mai Mai, for sharing the stream? Yeah, thank you. Thanks to uh, everybody. <laughs> I'm watching your dance God, now. I'm tired. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, you can have a nap after this. Let's. Do you want to hear the comments and then we can... Uh, yeah, I also just want to yeah. touch on TikTok real quick after, but read the comments. Okay. Eric Hebert Daly said, are these rooted in real experience? I guess that was our rap when we were rapping about our lives. Oh. I would say that there's a kernel. A kernel a in kernel. there. A kernel of truth. Kernel of truth. Kernel of truth. Kern, 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 kernel of truth. Oh, my God. So Eric said, I love Eminem. When we were talking about Eminem, he goes, I love Eminem chicken thighs. <laughs> <laughs> like M and M. M and M. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, my mom always used to get stuff from Eminem. Eminem it's still great, even though there's nothing organic or That's whatever. That's the thing. I wish they had organic or humane meat. Yeah. But yeah, they were awesome. You can get everything there. Bacon wrapped fillets. The sure. chicken fingers were good. I remember when I was a kid, I liked those. Why wouldn't they at this day and age go organic? I know. It's weird that they're sticking to their factory farmed meats. Well, when you go to Costco and you see people leaving with giant things of meat that are definitely not organic, I question if they're even Canadian. I'm not sure. Even though I love Costco, by the way. But their meats, it's just like, they do have some organic and they're starting to have humane meat there, which is good. But yeah, people don't, I don't, I think a lot of people don't even think about it. I don't think mm. they care. Yeah. It's My guess there's obviously there's M&M, they're not M&M meat chops anymore. They're called uh, M&M something. Anyway. Mm. And. Go ahead. My My said, Jen, spin that shit. <laughs> yeah. I might. I might uh, prepare something for tomorrow. Okay. John Lankow says, need another Jenny G production. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got, there's one more. I'll play it tomorrow. Okay. It's not a wrap, but PM, oh, right. PM says, want to know what white privilege is? Getting away unharmed with those kind of beats. <laughs> <laughs> True that. Ah, shit. True that. True a dat. Doug said, oh my, OMG, that rap set was hilarious. And then he said, Jen, that was fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Jenny's the talented one in the couple. Yeah, right. Yeah. No. I've been living in your shadow for 11 years. <laughs> as if. Yes, you know Shut that's true. Shut your I'm face. I'm known as Jen Grant's boyfriend. 
And then I f- and then I have a show that I started, and I gladly have you on. And people, where's Jen? Put her on camera. This is bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, jeez, can I not? F- she's coming. Relax, everybody. <laughs> it's been Jen Grant and and me the whole time. And now this thing that I started years ago on my <laughs> own, and then it, you organically came on, which I love, and couldn't do it without you at this capacity. Uh, but people are like, what the hell is bullshit? She's not even on. Like it's so weird. Relax. Oh, stop it. That is not, it's not true. You're the she's, star of the show. I am coming. your sidekick. Shut your face. I know that it, there's some people out there that are like, that's bullshit that she's not on. That's, that's weird. Like there's something going well, on. Well, we're going to, we're going to do it. But trust me when I tell you there's something very nice about having a messy bun and my pajamas on right now. Yeah. But it's going to be soon anyway. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it soon. But there's it, it will change things when we can have both of us on camera. But I actually have an inventory here of what we need. We need I'm a cloud lifter, a DBX mixer, compressor, two cameras, a camera switcher. It's coming. What if we got sponsors for um, sponsors for that equipment or some of it and then talk about it every time? We're using this equipment and how great it is. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Although... How many people watching are going to want to go out necessarily and need that? Yeah. But anyway, Doug yeah, said, ways. Doug said, ha ha, envy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. There you are. TikTok. I was on TikTok yesterday at some point, just scrolling and seething again because it's. Just again, people lip syncing something mm-hmm. that someone else said, which is weird as a concept to me, and then getting hundreds of thousands of likes for that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm I scrolling through people's um, profiles or whatever you call them, mm-hmm. and some people have a lot of videos. So then I thought, okay, what's going to happen to the TikTok generation? As far as the workplace, as far as getting jobs, they're not going to want to work. They spend time on this app that brings them no money, but they get all this attention. And they're quote-unquote TikTok famous. And they're spending so much energy and time putting out these videos. Like so much to get nothing in return. To make money off of it, it's got to be, you've got to have millions and millions and millions. So so people with, you know, 40,000 followers, that's Good a point. lot. That's a shit ton. So they get this juice of like, oh, my God, I'm like fame. That's 40,000 people. And they get all these likes and these. So they spend more time doing it. How are they going to expect to go have a regular job? True. When in their head, they're famous. In their head, they're like, I, I, I'm a star. I've made it. They're not generating any income, zero. And they're spending all this time and energy putting out these little lip syncing and dancing clips. Not only that, getting all this, like you say, attention. So they're going to want to expect that from everybody. Like, why isn't everybody all over me with like... I'd have to imagine if I try to put myself in those shoes, and this is someone with 20 followers on there. uh, If I had, you know, 213,000 followers, let's say. And I'm only following 11 because it looks better. <laughs> but I would not want to go work someplace. Yeah. It would be hard to go get a real job. I'd be like, you are you like kidding you're me? Better I have a quarter of a million people following me and liking my stuff every day. I'll just keep doing that even though it's generating zero income. Yeah. 
what's going to happen to that generation, I wonder. I agree. It's interesting. Anyway, food for thought as we leave you. Mm -hmm. We'll leave you on that, and we will be back to wrap (laughs) after we eat a stack (laughs) of pancakes. Cacks? Anyway, we leave you with a crooner crooner version of Beautiful Waste of Time by Mr. Bennett, as we do every day, Monday to Friday, live live on Facebook, The Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant. That's right. Mike Bennett Week continues tomorrow, Thursday. What were you going to say? So you won't play my song tomorrow, maybe Monday. Oh, yeah. Well, I wanted to do Mike Bennett Week. Yeah, exactly. Do it Monday. We'll play it Monday. Yeah, perfect. So uh, that's it. We'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to go have a nap. Okay. Jenny, it's always a treat. Right back at you. And you know what? I love living in your shadow. (laughs) You don't. Some plants are shadow grown. And that's me. I don't need sun. I need shade grown. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, please share and like and uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And uh, be safe up there. And remember to, uh, as always, watch your head. Of time.